Ah, welcome to the Running, Intermittent Fasting, and Weight Loss Podcast. I am your host, Adrice Parker, aka Coach, coaching running, weight loss, and helping with motivation and accountability since 2013. Our website is runtothebestyou.com. And there you can find beginner 5K training programs, subscribe and receive a free nutritional guide that has been taking people to the next level. Even step up and take a challenge. Join our next seven-day health challenge. People have been jump-starting their health results and been taking their runs to the next level, taking their own personal weight loss goals to the next level. So head on over there, guys, and let's get started today. I am ready to podcast, guys, today. I'm ready to, to light a fire in this show. I just got done a run, took my dog with me, hopped in a shower, brushed my teeth. You know what I'm saying? You would think I'll, I was recording this in front of a camera. I had to get fresh for this thing, okay? But I'm super excited. I hope you had a great week last week, all right? In today's show, we're going to discuss the now. So episode one was talking about my beginning story. What, everyone has a beginning. What's yours? What was that turning point for you? We want to hear about it. So either email us at coachtadris at gmail.com, connect with us on Facebook, and maybe shoot me a message that way, all right? I want to know your beginning, your beginning story, and let, let's, let's track each other's journey throughout this process, right, of what we call life, all right? So episode two we discussed the midway point. So you may feel like, you know, you've made it, okay? And, but come to find out, you may just be in the midway point. So, for example, a person may thought that they only wanted to lose 20 pounds, but then when they lost 20 pounds, they realized, you know what? I want another 10 gone, or I want another 20 gone. Okay, you may be at the midway point of your journey. So last week we talked about that. But today we're going to talk about the now, focusing on where, you, where I am as a coach. I'm going to tell you guys about where I am with my personal goals. And I want to talk about the now for you. Okay, where you are right now and appreciating no matter whether you are in the beginning of your journey, at the midway point of your journey, we're going to appreciate the now. Okay. But also in this week's podcast, we're going to uh, answer some questions. Uh, this, this podcast is driven by your questions, guys. So please send in your questions, same type of way, either through the coachtodrees at gmail.com or connecting with us on Facebook and submitting your questions to the page itself, okay? The page on Facebook is Keep Calm and Run to the Best You page, okay? So, we're going to answer questions today uh, about your run-walk-run ratio. We had a question come in on that. person ran 10 minutes and 30 seconds for the mile. What is the best run-walk-run ratio for her? Does cream in your coffee break your fast? Some of you listening to this and uh, wonder about intermittent fasting, some may listen to this podcast and already know the answer to that. But we're going to delve into that question today. And we're going to talk about what to do if you have heel pain, okay? But first, before we get into that, we're going to talk about our glorious week that was. 
Before I tell you about that, about us, again, I want to invite you to take a moment to think about all the good things that happened to you in your world last week. And perhaps you can even write that down. And we're going to talk about this in future episodes about journaling and why that is so important. Okay, journaling will help you track your progress. You can go back, you know, for, to last year and say, wow, on this date last year, I can't believe it. I, I was 30 pounds heavier last year at this time. And I remember that I couldn't do blank. But now look where I am this year. You know, you can be grateful. Write down in your journal what you are grateful for. And this is something that can really be done every day. Write down three things that you're grateful for. So many times people wake up in the morning and they stub their toe and next thing you know, they are off to a bad day the rest of the day. And never take time to take a deep breath. (sighs) Okay, what can I be grateful for? Society as a whole has the habit of talking about the negative. But when you are focusing on the positive, you will begin to notice that there are a lot of things to be happy for and your whole day can change. If you're in a room with a negative person, it's contagious. So break the conversation with something positive. So we're going to talk about some highlights of what what happened with our group last week. And we're going to get started with that. Last week started the half marathon training week one for about five of our local participants. And they were very excited. We have Chris Ballard. She's going to be doing her first half marathon. And speaking of Chris Ballard, we on our website is our blog. And she was featured in The Power of One. The Power of One has been a blog that I started writing. We've only written two Power of One blogs. And they are featuring an individual that has taken their health seriously and as in the process inspired others around them to do the same thing. So our first article was written on Allison Dagan and she's amazing and she had inspired her mom to start walking. She inspired her then boyfriend who is now her fiance to take his health to the next level. We actually want to be talking about him a little bit later in this uh, highlight of the week actually. And so, but Chris Ballard, I mean, uh, on Tuesday, when that blog came out, a lot of people read it. They were appreciative of her story, especially a lot of her friends who know, know her and have been inspired. Like her, her sister, first of all, her sister is killing it right now with her trainings. And she was inspired by Chris. Her son continues to run track and th- different things like that. Um, Michelle. She, she was commenting on a Facebook post about the blog and everything like that and can't think of a more of an inspiring person. And so we encourage you, if you can, you know, go head over to runtothebestyou.com, look up blogs, and, and our latest blog post is of Chris Ballard. Again, now, thinking about the now, where is she now compared to her beginning? Um, she's always struggled with uh, weight. And since taking her nutrition Uh, Keeping her nutrition real, eating real foods, understanding how each food group affects her personally, then because there's not a one size fit all for people. 
Okay, so some people may have a high sensitivity to dairy. Okay, we can't just throw a blanket statement out there and say dairy bloats you and it's the worst thing in the world for everybody because some people actually can thrive off of dairy. However, some people can't. One thing that Chris Ballard recognizes is that when she has grains, it makes her hungry all day long. And so therefore, that's one food group that she tries to eliminate. Now, if you read Wheat Belly, that tell, it tells you to eliminate greens at all costs. And a lot of times I, I want to agree with that, you know, to be honest with you. But again, we have to design something that's personal for us. And so uh, Chris Ballard, she lost another two point uh, two and a half pounds this week. Right. And what that represents for Chris is that she lost 27 pounds since February. And now she's practicing food freedom. She's getting ready to go on a cruise. She's about to hit a nice uh, goal for herself before she heads on that cruise. So, Chris, if you hear this uh, podcast, just wanted to say congratulations on continuing to do a great job, okay? Speaking of that seven-day challenge, that seven-day health challenge, that ended on Tuesday, last Tuesday, we had nine participants. They lost a total of 23 pounds between them. So that's an average of 2.5 pounds apiece. Ed Brown, congratulations to him. He lost 11 pounds. Okay. Now, it was week one for him. Cutting out sugars has been, you know, obviously when a person starts any type of healthy choice regimen, they're going to lose a significant amount of weight in week one. But Ed really took it to the next level because he made sure that he eliminated all those sugars. Out of seven days, he's, he only had one off meal, and that's because it was Father's Day. So he had lunch that the family provided for him on Father's Day. And in the process, he also made sure that he went out and did his walks for three days a week in that week. So he really was tuned in, dialed in. He, he was keeping it real, 98%, I would say, all right, because he just had that one meal. But that's fantastic. He lost 11 pounds. I'm excited for Ed because I know he's going to continue to drop, you know, not 11 pounds a week, but he's going to continue to get results, just like Chris has. Again, when individuals who take the seven-day challenge for seconds and third times, okay, they use it as a way to help them obtain their overall goal. So those that lost one pound last week, how, how do you get, guys, how do you lose five or 10 pounds? You do it one pound at a time. If a, if a lady is petite and she's like 125 pounds and she feels that, you know, I would like to lose 10 pounds. Well, for her, it, because a person is smaller or the closer you are getting to your goal, you're not going to drop massive amount of weight in week, you know, one, two, three, whatever. You may celebrate those half a pound down, okay? Be, again, focus on it now. Be appreciative. Be grateful because if you lost a half a pound every week, within a month or so, you're going to be down, what, two pounds? And that's better than being up two or three pounds, now, of course, our weight can fluctuate from week to week based on the things we eat. <laughs> you don't want to lose a half a pound a week, lose two pounds at the end of the month, 
and then turn around and have this massive meal and put that two pounds right back on. Okay, so we have to be totally clear with our goals. So let me t- let me tell you about this. This happened on Friday. We did a, you know, we were announcing the Keeping It Real Challenge winner. And our winners aren't based on overall weight loss. They get tickets for a raffle. And last week's raffle was a $15 gift card to SaladWorks. Okay, I recommend if you go to SaladWorks, you do not load up the dressing, your food with dressing. Choose the real ingredients that's at the bar and ask for olive oil, some vinegar as your salad dressing because all those salad dressings aren't real food, has a lot of additives and chemicals and things like that that you would want to avoid, okay? So on Friday, I was announcing live on Facebook the winner of our Keeping It Real 7-Day Challenge. And I touched on why it's important to eat real foods and not fall prey to family pressures. Guys, family, co-workers at the office, okay, you're trying to eat real foods. You have this goal of losing weight or maybe getting faster at one of these races. And all of a sudden, right during that week, the temptation comes. The, the job orders pizza. They having donuts. Free. Come on, grab some. Or... That particular week or month, you head to a family gathering and Aunt Jill makes that beautiful peach cobbler that you just love so much. Nice, warm, throw a scoop of ice cream on there. How can you say no to that, right? And so you're sitting there and you're saying, nah, I'm not going to have none. And then Aunt Jill says, come on, sugar. You always have some of my peach cobbler, baby. What's going on? It, it almost makes your heart melt, almost like you, you're going to break her heart if you don't have a scoop of that peach cobbler, you know? So it was interesting that I was talking about this live on my Facebook. And then on Saturday, I went on Facebook to our accountability group and noticed one of our members posted this. It was Tina, new member to the Keep Common Run to the Best You. And she says, a discussion in my home last night. Her husband says, what do you want for dinner? How about pizza? She says, no, not pizza. Her husband says, oh, what about Chick-fil-A? She says, why are you trying to sabotage me? She goes on to say that I'm so glad I caught Coach Tadrice Parker's live video yesterday discussing how some family members tip us with food and how it can impact us, but that it doesn't have to. Such a timely message, she says, and then she goes on to say, so instead of me falling for it as per usual, we grilled organic chicken sausages and vegetables for dinner. Hashtag win, hashtag just say no. So what a victory for Tina. Let me, let me clap that up. Let me clap that up. Um, <laughs> I was kind of laughing. I was putting in the, the comments some... Uh, I don't know what they call them, gifs or something like that of a person with a tear rolling down their eye because it kind of made me, you know, feel good. It made me feel good that she was able to win based off of a video that we posted on Facebook. So um, that that's one win. She's going to have many battles and but it's going to build the muscle of her having more wins in the future. That one decision that she had to have uh, grilled chicken and vegetables for dinner instead of that pizza is going to go a long way with her being able to say no in the future. 
just say no. That just that simple, guys. I know it sounds like it's just that simple. Easier said than done, right? But hopefully, we are giving you tools right now that will will help you to be able to do that more and more. On Saturday, we ran, which was amazing to me, a five mile race. Okay, it was called the Bungalow Beach Run. It was on the boardwalk, and most of it was on the boardwalk, and we finished out on the beach, okay? And uh, they actually gave uh, some beautiful medals. The shirts were amazing. It was, it was such a nice day for this five-miler, too. And what was amazing for me is that I can't believe I never ran a five-miler before. I either do 3.1, which is the 5Ks, and or half marathons. And I don't generally do anything in between that as a race. You know, of course, I practice. So I was interested in finding out, you know, can I do this five miles? I was going to take it easy, kind of just be free of any pressure of having a time goal. But in my head, I said, listen, I I know I don't want to average nine minutes per mile. I want to be better than that. So... For my 5K times, I can get about 8.10 per mile, okay? So for this 5 miles, I said that I can maintain or should be able to maintain at 8.30 per mile. So it's a little bit faster, a little bit uh, slower, a tick slower than my 5K pace. That way I had the energy to go all five miles. It was a beautiful length. I really appreciated the length of the race. It didn't drag on like a half marathon would. And it was nice. I actually turned in a time. I wrote down a time that I wanted before the race. I always do that. I wanted 8.30 per mile times five miles would have been 42 minutes and 30 seconds. I finished the race in 43 minutes and 12 seconds. So that was 8.35 per mile. I actually did my run, walk, run that I learned and implement for myself. I don't want to say it's my system because I didn't invent it, but it's something that I do and it's something that we teach our members now and it's just been going really, really well for them. And I was able to do 8.35 per mile consistently by running for four minutes with a 30-second walk break the whole entire time. And towards the end, I started shortening that walk break to about 20 seconds because I really wanted to beat that 45 minutes. There was no way I wanted to see nine minutes per mile, even though, again, I didn't want to have pressure on myself to have a time. But it was it was fun. It was fun. It kept me focused. Okay, I was happy with the consistency. So some guys, some of you guys may not know or see my videos on YouTube, but I have purchased a training mask and the training mask has been helping me to work on my breathing. It's very hard to run with this training mask on. So mentally, what was amazing was in mile four, when I was starting to get tired, I would ask myself, you may be getting tired, but is this as hard as if you had the mask on? And my answer was no, and that fueled me until my next walk break. It was amazing. It was absolutely incredible. On a side point, it's kind of crazy when you do the run, walk, run in these races, when someone is trying to motivate you because they see you walking, they're like, come on, come on, you can do it. And I'm like, 
Ah, uh, this is on purpose. Back off me. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. I try. I try to uh, not let that get me. Um, but sometimes that does get me. I just letting them know. Listen, this is on purpose. It's not. I have a strategy here, and it's working for me. So it's good. Okay, I'm walking with a purpose. So. That was the goodness that happened at that Saturday race. We had two members there. We had Lisa, who just joined the group, but she is killing it. And we had our lovely member, Katie Ayers, who brought her fans, which was her son, her son and her niece that came. Her niece is amazing. Um, she wanted to spend the night at their house so that she can come cheer her aunt on. And so... That's what this is starting to be the power of one. Like when you look at someone like Katie Ayers, who her mom has joined the walk run club now. Okay, actually, her mom joined the walking group before Katie. But I feel as though with Katie being in a group that inspires her mom to continue on and sign up for more uh, trainings and things like that. Her her niece at some point is going to want to run, too. Okay. So, Katie, keep up the good work. Let's transition to what I was talking about today with the, because our review of last week was so much, it was a lot of juiciness. So, I apologize if we spent a long time talking about that. But, uh, so today's topic, once again, we were talking about the now. And where are you in your now Okay, so we, we see people, especially in the weight loss industry, and they ha- there's people that work for nutritional companies, and they are independent distributors, and they post before and after pictures, okay? Before and after pictures, and I did that myself, okay? Now, in your before picture, you're at your highest weight, obviously, then you're feeling good because you lost 25 pounds and you might post that picture. And it might say after underneath. Now, again, as we talked about last week, that may be just your midway point. You may still have more to go. So people will post another picture of before and after with an update. Okay? So some people in that industry may fall off. But they won't post the after, after picture. <laughs> so what is the after, after picture? Those, po- those pictures you don't see, right? Those are the before I was 250 pounds. The after is I'm 200 pounds. And then if they fall off the wagon and find themselves back up to 250 again, you won't see those pictures. And sometimes, unfortunately, we can find ourselves in this yo-yo pattern, this yo-yo pattern, and we feel good when our weight is going down, we get, life happens, and we start to get depressed and stressed out, and then we start to eat, and then the weight goes back up, and then you feel depressed. So, what can we do to make sure or do the best that we can to handle the life's pressures and stress so that we do not turn to food and have our emotions go up and down, up and down, up and down. 
Well, we have to focus on the now. Where are we right now? Are we where we want to be? Can we find that gratitude to be thankful for where we are right now? Okay, what are some things that we can do to alleviate these stressful things that seem to happen? We talked about some of them. Being grateful, changing a negative conversation to a positive one. Well, let's not forget about waking up in the morning, okay, with your gratitude in mind, and maybe starting your day off with a prayer, you know? Say a prayer, uh... You know, get being thankful for things, looking for ways to 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 asking for ways to help you manage the stress for today. Okay, and then after you're done, get that journal out and write the things that you're grateful for. And put a smile on your face as you're doing it. And be appreciative of the now and. Every single day that you are doing this, okay, every single day that you're doing this, you're feeding different, different, the good areas of your life. You, you, if you're praying, if you're a person of prayer, then you're going to have that greater connection with God. And then you're going to be able to uh, smile and, and write down in your journal and you're going to be able to... Um, be happy that you did that and therefore you can appreciate what today has in store you can appreciate what happened yesterday be 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 totally happy and grateful for the now okay don't think about what happened last week especially if it was bad <laughs> okay um right now th- this show started off today about being grateful and thankful for the things that happened last week. Th- was there things that happened to me that was challenging last week? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Let me tell you, let me tell you one of them actually. I'm I'm going to share this with you guys. I get up in the morning to go uh clean up the kitchen a little bit. You know, not that it was like terribly dirty, but I saw what I thought could have been mouse droppings, right? And so next thing I know, I look under the look under there is like a lot of them. And I'm like, yo, what happened? I look up at the bananas, and there was a hole in my bananas. And what those little droppings was on the counter was a mouse that ate some of the banana, and the peel was just, like, left on the counter. So that was a bad day, or a bad moment, I should say. So I, had to sp- I spent $200. Called my boy up. He has an extermination company. He's not like a childhood friend of mine or anything like that. But we really, our personalities match, meshed. Uh, Greg, good guy. Young kid, has his own uh, extermination business. So he, I said, listen, man, are you busy today? He said, yeah. I said, I said okay. I said, because uh, this morning I found, you know, some mice and got into my bananas. And it's, it's a war now, man. He was like, oh, man, listen, I can't have you going through that. So he came right out. I was upset about spending $200. But what could I be grateful for? I can be grateful for the fact that I had the $200 to spend on something important as the exterminator. Okay, so no matter where you are in your journey, be grateful for the now. And then as I'm giving the tips of waking up early in the morning and taking care of these important things, Okay, 
in your journaling, you can also, and we're going to delve, I know I, t- I said this before, we're going to talk about journaling in, in the future, but it just, it's like on my mind right now. So I'm, I'm spitting it out for you guys right now. Now, you can also have affirmations. What are your goals? And we're going to have a real in-depth podcast on this in the future about your affirmations because in the morning time is a good time to look over your goals. And if you are talking about your weight loss as one of your goals, what is the affirmation that you're going to write down? Okay. I have in my affirmations that today I'm going to make healthy choices by means of intermittent fasting and keeping my nutrition real. With a goal of being 165 pounds by July 5th's 5K race. Okay? We can't say we want to get healthy, but don't attach time limits to the different things. So that, if I repeat that every day from now until July 5th, I am going to be more likely to hit that 165 pounds. Understand what I'm saying? So if you out there, one of my friends that I know is going to get married in January... You want to be down 20, 30 pounds by then? Put that in your affirmations. Say it every single morning. And you will naturally hit your target. Because you're saying it every single morning. You're focused on it. You can't help but to succeed if you're focused on your goals. And you have it. You need to take it a step further? Then put the daggone number and the date on your screensaver on your cell phone. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, that's next level. All right. Now, we're going to get into questions next. Oh, before we get into questions, cannot forget about the celebration that we have to give to our boy, our friend, Dylan Bakley. Okay, you know what he did? He scaled a 16-story building on Saturday. It was called Over the Edge, and it helps raise money for Big Brothers, Big Sisters organization. He's been doing this for the last two years. But yesterday, or I should say Saturday, he was so excited that he was able to do it with a clean conscience. What do I mean? You have to be 300 pounds. There's a limit, a 300-pound limit to be able to participate in Over the Edge. So they strap you up with this harness, and you scale the building going from the top to the bottom. And I I believe you pay like $75 or $100, and uh, some people may pay a little bit less if they're involved in the organization. And again, it's, it's for a good cause. But he messaged me to... And he sent these pictures of where he was yesterday. He had plenty of room in that harness yesterday because he's under 300 pounds. And I did not know this, but for the first time, he was able to scale it well under 300 pounds. So I asked him, I said, Dylan, what are you telling me? That you scaled this building in the past over 300 pounds? And he said, yeah, both times. So he really loves some big brothers, big sisters because... (laughs) You know, he, he risked himself. What if something happened? What if that harness snapped? You know, 
We don't want to think about that. You know, Dylan is like one of the nicest guys you ever meet, man. Never has a bad day. He's always smiling, always handles good situa- you know, situations with uh, a smile on his face. So, again, we want to celebrate that. We want to celebrate the now, um, how he was able to do that and share that experience with us. Dil- Dylan, I'm so proud of you, man. You did something for a great cause, and you have every right to be proud and happy to be uh, under that 300-pound threshold, and you're crazy for doing it the first two times, all right? 16 stories? All right, man. Um, proud of you. Thanks again for sharing that experience with us, and, and I, want, I told you I was going to put it on the podcast, too, so you're a good guy, Dylan. Thanks a lot, man. Now, let's get into these questions. So our first question comes from Lisa. She says, during my mile test, I did a 10 minute and 30 second mile. What should my run, walk, run ratio be? And so based on that, we were able to give her an answer. And what was cool was that she did that run, walk, run ratio at her first five mile event on Saturday, right with us uh, in Atlantic City. It was very nice. And what we told her was to run for 90 seconds with a 30 second walk break. Now, we find the right run walk run ratio based on your one mile time. So for when you take your test, if you do a 10:30, really that's how fast you are in the mile, but for your 5K or any race distance, you're gonna add 30 seconds to your test time and that will give you your true overall time for those miles so this worked out pretty well for her she were able she was able to complete it i have to do some follow-up to figure out exactly what her time was in that five miles but just the fact that she finished it pain-free was a, a good thing and also she was able to do that distance which she's never done before using the run walk run ratio so congratulations lisa to you for getting out there and doing a great job for yourself our next question came from tina she asked this morning there was a guy on the news talking about intermittent fasting and keto and he said that heavy cream in your coffee won't break your fast that only protein and carbs will break your fast is that true also, she thinks he is the author of a book, okay? So, obviously, if you're an author of a diet book, you must know what you're talking about. Let me say this, because last weekend, during a 12-mile run, I put on a podcast that I listen to to give me motivation, and it's called Intermittent Fasting, I believe it has other name, another name to it. I, I, I'm going to actually look it up for you. Uh, there's two ladies. It's called the Intermittent Fasting Podcast, okay? And it's by Jen Stevens and Melanie, okay? And that's what it's called, the, the Intermittent Fasting Podcast, okay? They actually give me so much motivation and inspiration that, hey, I started my own podcast, and just listening to them, and it was interesting, the, the topic that was discussed the last Sunday that I was listening to, and it was talking about cream, okay? And it was talking also about when people give their opinions, 
that it spreads across the internet like wildfire because this person said it, it must be true. And you, or if you see it on a meme and different things like that, Hey, listen, I can even be potentially guilty of it. The things that I'm talking about is opinions. Okay. However, in this last year of studying intermittent fasting, all the doctors, all the, the intermittent fasting studies says that nothing should be added to your coffee, that it will break your fast. It will cause a insulin response. So <laughs> I had to let Tina know that the guy is a fraud. <laughs> yeah, he gave his opinion. But listen, let me tell you something. Why cream will break your fast. And it made so much sense on that podcast that I listened to. How they described it was, what do you give your babies as they're growing? You give them milk. Milk helps the babies grow. Milk is supposed to be good for your bones, right? Build strong, healthy bones. So obviously, if it's going to, if it's going to help you grow, wouldn't that break your fast? The purpose of intermittent fasting you know, there's religious purposes for some people. And for those that are using intermittent fasting as a way to control cravings, to have more mental focus because you're not constantly trying to break down food all day long, drawing from your brain cells, okay? Then if you listen to that advice that cream will not break your fast, it's simply not true. And if, I don't know if you caught this, but I'm gonna read it again. This doc, this person was on TV talking about this, and it says that only protein and carbs will break your fast. Well, what is what is milk and cream considered? Drink milk because of its protein source. So that just didn't make sense. I'm glad the question came through. I wanted to touch on it and say that cream will break your fast. Heavy cream is is high in fat. People that are on keto drink heavy cream for the fat content, okay? Which, again, will cause an insulin spike and break your fast. So I hope I was able to help you with that and share my thought and opinion on it. But it's more than just an opinion. Really, guys, we are our own best... um, I don't know how to say this, but to, to really get the sense of things, you want to do research, you want to look up studies, compare certain things. There was something that I even said in a podcast last week that one of my members had kind of questioned me on. And he said, cellulose is in celery. Okay. So again, people give their opinions. Um, There are some articles that may not be, be backed by science, may not be true. So we want to make sure that we're doing our research. So I'm going to continue to look into uh, different things, even that I say, all right, to to make sure that I have the actual facts, okay? My podcast, I'm keeping it real with you guys. I'm not doing double takes and everything like that. I'm trying to just speak from, from the heart and speak from my personal experience and those that I have been working with, seeing what they have been achieving to be able to say, you know, these are my findings based on 
what I've practiced and seeing it work on individuals in our group. Just like Ed, who lost 11 pounds last week. Hey, okay, you know what I'm saying? So our last question comes from Ed. He says, hey, coach, wanted to ask you, I'm having some pain in the bottom of my left foot. It's strictly isolated to the heel, but on the bottom of my foot. Any ideas to help out? So real quick, guys, we, we told him to make sure that he ice that area, okay? Go in the freezer, get a bag of vegetables. But one of the best things to do is freeze a water bottle and rub your, roll your foot over top of that to help bring out some of the inflammation. Uh, we also want to uh, rest, okay? Ed really pushed it on Thursday, and that perhaps could have led to the heel issues. So when a person is just starting out, we want to only go a certain amount, okay? We want to go for time, not distance. So sometimes we can be very hype, ready to go all three miles, but if you're getting back into it, we really need to ease you into it. So uh, those workouts should be like 32 minutes, 20 to 32 minutes, and taking it a little bit easier, okay? And we'll get a, a nice walk-run regimen for Ed to get him started and to alleviate any heel pressure, especially just starting out. So, but Ed also says, I wanted to thank you again for helping me out and the podcast, keep the podcast coming. So thanks, Ed, for your comment. Thanks for your question. In conclusion of today's, of this week's podcast, we just want to thank everyone that been listening to this Please share it on your social medias. Let people know there's other runners out there that can benefit from this information. There's individuals that are looking for weight loss and has been frustrated for a long time. This is something that they can listen to to help with their motivation level. Perhaps they can join our group and check out a seven-day challenge to get them started on a lifetime of results. Again, in conclusion... We're going to sign off now. Thank you guys for listening. And I hope that I can see you at the next starting line. Remember, the best way to predict the future is to create it. Create memories with me, Coach Idris, and keep calm and run to the best you. Have a good week, everybody. Be grateful. Hug your family. Make good decisions all week. Talk to you next week.